going on welcome back to the music matters media podcast we are brushing off the dust off our microphones and our headphones and eric and i are fully diving back in to the music matters media show it has been a while we have been on quite the hiatus but we are back and not only are we back but we're back with such a fun an exciting episode. Today we are going to be discussing Record Store Day Black Friday edition 2023. That's right. And as you'll soon find out in comparison to previous Record Store Days, this one was definitely a little different for the both of us. It was definitely a special one and we can't wait to discuss it with you guys. So Eric, let's just dive right into it, man. I mean, Starting off here, Record Store Black Friday, this was my very first experience doing a Record Store Day Black Friday. Record Store Day in general, for those who may not be aware, is every April. And that is the main day for all music enthusiasts and collectors and audiophiles to come out and support local and independent record stores all over the world and it usually runs every April and that is the main day for collectors but they also have record store day Black Friday edition so Eric do you want to uh, explain a little bit further so this one is very similar to the main record store day event except it's basically on a smaller scale it's held as the name says every Black Friday and the list is a little shorter than the main one for the main record store day event, but it's nonetheless still full of rarities, represses, and sometimes uh, debuts on vinyl. So because it's been a while since Lisa and I went on an outing for record store day together, we figured what better time to get back into it than record store day Black Friday. Exactly. What a better time to not only get out there and start collecting, but also to come back with this episode to share with you guys our experience of the day. So before getting into what the whole day was like, Eric, I just wanted to know, what was your first record store day? What year was it in? And also, what was your first record store day Black Friday? Wow. Okay. You're definitely taking me back so, some years. So let's see, anywhere between 2013 and 2015. And even back then, I was just starting to find out about it. So I had no idea, you know, 
what to do. It's kind of like going to Comic Con for your first time. You oh don't yeah, know totally. What to you don't know what to expect. It's like sensory overload. Much, <laughs> I know you don't even know like how much to spend. You know what I mean? Like you think you have an idea, and then you get there, and it's like I'm severely underprepared. The first time I went, I knew there was a list, and I knew like barely what was on it. So I kind of had an idea of what to look for from the list, but because I was so new at it, I didn't know that there was like this rush to get there and that, you know, You didn't know about the demand. Yeah, I didn't know about the demand. I didn't know that collectors came out in droves to get what they wanted. And so I just treated it like any other day for a music enthusiast. You know, I just thought I'll go and browse and see what catches my eye and whatever I find and I think is cool, then that's what I'll walk out with. And what about Record Store Black Friday, specifically? Record Store Day Black Friday is a little hazier, just because I actually found out about Record Store Day Black Friday a little later than the main event. Like, I didn't know it existed. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't know about Record Store Black Friday unless you're a diehard collector. Yeah. I feel yeah, like it exactly. flies a little bit more under the radar than the general record store day that everybody goes to in April. Yeah, that's definitely a pretty good assumption to make, only because, you know, now that you and I have both been in a line for record store day Black Friday, I can tell you that the line for that is a little shorter than the line for the main record store day events. So you're probably right. Yeah. There are probably people who don't know it exists. If you had to just estimate, what would you say around the time of your first Black Friday Record Store Day experience? When was that? Mm, I want to say minimum 2016. Okay. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense because you just got a grasp on Record Store Day a few years prior. And then later on you discovered there's essentially a part two just on a smaller scale yes definitely awesome. i was really shocked i was really shocked when i found that out because i you know i i just didn't think that they would have that twice in one year let alone for you know for black friday out of all days right you and i both know you and i both know how hectic it gets oh totally totally so for me personally my first record store day ever i went when i started collecting so I started collecting back in 2015. You started me out with a Blink-182 untitled slash self-titled record, which opened the floodgates <laughs> for what was to come years later. And you got me that for my birthday, I believe. Actually, wait. So that means... So, okay, my timeline is a little bit different. Now that I'm thinking... Because my birthday's in July, July 25th. So rec that means record store day that you would have already passed. So I'm going to say, technically, I started collecting in 2015. And it all started with you gifting me that record, which is my favorite Blink record of all time. And initially, I was just going to frame that record. It's beautiful. You got a pink variant. You have like a, I guess I would call it a teal color variant. And I was just going to frame the record itself and hang it up on the wall because it's so beautiful but of course it didn't take long for me to want to want to play it and hear what it sounds like and the second 
that I convinced myself, you know what, let me pull the trigger buying a random shitty quality player which i want to do a separate episode on tips for getting a record player getting some setup with it speakers um, starting a collection i i want to make a separate episode to this like a sister episode to this episode of tips because everybody has to start somewhere and you and I have both learned the hard way from a lot of things (laughs) throughout this whole process so I think that that could be really useful for people who want to start out but they don't know where to turn to and a lot of good tips and advice can be included in that so we'll definitely circle back and do an episode to pair with this one later on maybe uh early 2024 just because we have a lot in the pipeline before the year ends but anyway, I don't want to get too off track. Going back to what started it all, that was the record that started it all for me. And then once I heard it being played on a player, granted, not the best quality player, but still, regardless, I was in, 110% in. And then that's what got me going. Then over the summer, started collecting more records and then throughout the rest of the year, collecting more. So I would say I started record collecting back in 2015 but my first record store day had to have been in 2016 now that I'm thinking about it I thought it was 2015 but no because it all started with that one record thank you Eric by the way amazing gift and that's what really started it all for me back in 2015 so my first record store day was in 2016 and then you and I haven't been to a record store day since I want to say pre-pandemic which is even more wild to think about, together at least, you know. And then this was my very first Record Store Day Black Friday. And what a day it was. I mean, compared to previous times where you and I would just like kind of get in and get out because we had an idea of what we wanted, this time the both of us actually really dug deep in terms of browsing as many artists as we could as many titles as we could yes. we stayed in every record store we went to solid for amount a couple of, time. of hours oh yeah yeah a couple of hours for sure a hundred percent and just to give you guys an idea about what our day was like we were out there early and we came home late you can say that we had a full day <laughs> and that we really made yeah. the most of it yeah no kidding i mean we we stood in line for one of our favorite record stores which we've never done before at least not together yeah in the very beginning of the day that's how we started off the day so the record stores that we visited just to give a rundown of the list the first record store we visited was mr cheapos and then the second was newberry comics and then the third was vinyl bay and then the fourth was looney tunes what a day (laughs) what a day What a day. And what I just a little side note, I love that every record store that we went to felt special in its own way. Each one had its own identity. Each one had its own offerings of different things. It was just really cool to, you know, kind of go around where we live locally and just see, you know, what uh, what record stores there are out there. It was definitely the first time we've really done that. Which is why... It's good to hop around when you do a day like this because you never know what you'll find both on the list and just in general what you're looking for for your collection. So it's good to kind of 
not only wake up early and go out to support your local record store, but, you know, make a day out of it and try to get to as many stores as you possibly can because you never know what you're going to find and where you're going to find it. So my advice there is just don't give up. Even if you go to, you know, a nearby one and you're looking for something and you can't find it, like I said, whether it be on the list or off the list, keep searching, keep hunting. I mean, that's all part of the thrill. It's part of the experience. You never know what you'll find and where you'll find it. So going into Record Store Black Friday, you check the list. I check the list. For those who don't know what we're referring to, there's a list that comes out every Record Store Day and every Record Store Day Black Friday of releases. And it tells you who's releasing what, how many copies, how limited it is, what edition it is, Sometimes they include details of the variant, the pressing, the color, if there's a color. And it's a list that's usually alphabetical that you can go through and skim to see if any of your favorite musicians are releasing anything special for those days. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And the crazy thing is that even though like this took me a while to understand too, like let's say, for example, there's like 5,000 of a certain record that's being released on that specific day. Just because there's 5,000 of it being released, you know, doesn't mean you're going to be really seeing a lot of copies at whichever store you decide to go to. Sometimes if you're lucky, the store will be lucky to even get that specific item at all, depending on how, how rare it is or how many copies there are. Exactly. Yeah. So going back to what I said a little bit earlier, that's why it's equally as important not only to wake up and get to your local record store early, but also to, if you can't find what you're looking for there, don't give up because a lot of these releases are scattered, of course, because they're all very limited and you don't know how many orders per store have been ordered for that store. Yeah, exactly. So if there's 5,000 of a record pressed, a store might only get between two and five, depending on how popular or how rare that item is. And I think a good example for the both of us to bring up, only because we saw what it was like that day, is uh, the special edition of the Olivia Rodrigo record that came out. Every store that we went to, we went to four stores throughout the entire day, and what Eric is referring to is the Olivia Rodrigo Guts, the secret tracks. So the reason why this was so limited and rare and why people wanted to get a hold on this specific pressing is because these are the bonus tracks that didn't make the cut of the standard edition of Guts. So I believe there was four bonus tracks that she threw all together on one pressing and it's became super rare for that reason. Not only because it was limited, but because she didn't put those tracks on streaming. She didn't put uh, all the tracks on the Guts pressing. I believe that depending on which variant you got of Guts, don't quote me on this, but there was bonus tracks spread throughout, but not all of them in one place. So if you yeah, wanted... Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, so if you wanted to listen to all four of the tracks then this was the record that you needed to get your hands on. Not only for being a diehard fan of Olivia Rodrigo and having Sour, her debut, and then Guts, the sophomore, but this is something that 
was super limited, super rare, and you couldn't even listen to this on Spotify, Apple Music, none of that. So I love that she did that because it gave people an incentive to get out there and support independent record stores, which is the whole point of the day. And the fact that she did that, especially for her demographic, you know, for the Gen Z kids out there, I think that it's a really good place for them to start or for them to spread the word to their friends who are collectors to really get out there. So I love that she did that because from what I saw throughout the day, you saw all different generations of people. You saw parents with their kids. You saw people around our age. I saw older people ask for the record. And with that being said, we struck out. I mean, no matter where we went, we went to four different locations all throughout the day. This thing was the pressing that was sought after. Yeah, exactly. And it was just, it was heartbreaking for us to like, because for context, the first record store we went to, which was Mr. Cheapo's, they, because it's such a tiny record store, they would only let a few people in at a time. So it was a while before Lisa and I got let in. And as we saw people leave the store we would see them walk out with the olivia rodrigo record and every time we every time we saw somebody leave with it we were just like oh no it's one last (laughs) chance one last chance yeah exactly exactly but you know we weren't we weren't uh defeated yet what killed me was the guy in front of me at mr cheapo's at the first record store that we went to had the pressing literally the guy in front of me. yeah that's right had the pressing but taking it back a little bit eric looking at the list what were some things that caught your eye what were some things that were must-haves for you and what were other things that maybe you're like oh yeah this would be cool to have but i don't necessarily need it in my collection so as you can probably imagine there's a lot with the both of us there usually tends to be you know things that 100 percent things that things that catch our eye but that ultimately don't make it to our collection for whatever reason oh yeah i had to set a budget let me say that i had to set yeah, a budget yeah, for too. myself i created my own mini list of necessities i needed to going into it have a list for myself stay on course <laughs> and stick to a budget which i did i'm proud of myself yeah i'm proud of you too and i know that it probably didn't look that way to you when we were shopping but i also had to stick to a budget and I only say that because, like, I walked away with way more than I thought I would. Yeah, honestly, Eric, from the beginning of the day to how the day progressed, I was in shock. Because in the beginning of the day, you were being very conservative about what you may or may not pick. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe this will be the first time that he doesn't walk away with anything. Or if he does, it will probably be limited to a record or two max and then by the end of the day <laughs> i was quite impressed <laughs> yeah, by the uh, stack that you walked away with exactly exactly stack is the word to describe <laughs> what i had <laughs> and even then there were still things that i had to leave behind because of course <laughs> there there always is really there always is yeah but um to, to answer your question yeah some of the things that definitely caught my eye were some some releases by The Doors, by Miles Davis, by the hip-hop group called 3-6 Mafia. 
love those guys yeah that's one thing that i you know i said to myself i like it and i'd love to take it with me but maybe it'll still be there later mm-hmm. you know that's that's one thing you get pretty good at with record store day you tend to like you tend to have like a gauge of what you think will still be there when you go back for it a couple months later and what is definitely going to be sold out yeah so that was one of those but in regards to the things that i had to have from the list there were only two and that was the new Zarface album which actually just came out two days ago everybody go listen to it who's a fan of these guys and this live in studio screaming trees i guess you could call it like an ep or mini album where it's basically just them performing different songs from you know their early days along with the songs that were out at the time that they uh did that you know did that mini live show so those were the two things that i feel like i really had to walk away with everything else that i saw it was cool but ultimately not something that i needed to have in that moment right then and there gotcha stuff that would have been cool to grab but i didn't feel like it was a need was the olivia rodrigo guts the secret tracks don't get me wrong if i could have gotten my hands on it I would have loved it, of course, but it wasn't one of those things where I walked away super bummed out, super disappointed. It wasn't the only reason why I went out. Let's put it that way. So that was kind of a casual thing. And another casual thing I I saw on the list, which I was like, oh, it would have been cool, but I'm not, it's not a necessity, was the all-time low live record. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I peeped the track listing beforehand. It was an okay set. First of all, it wasn't the full set from that concert, so I don't understand that, really. I said to myself, why couldn't they just do a double pressing? You know what I mean? Like, why couldn't they do two LPs in one Mm -hmm. copy? So I didn't understand that. But also, the set list that was picked for the pressing, I could take it or leave it, pretty much. So it's like, ah, it's cool, It's, it's limited, but it's not something that I really need. But with that being said, the three things that I walked into Record Store Day, Black Friday, needing to get my hands on were the Linkin Park Lost Demos, which there was only 10,000 pressings of that, which sounds like a lot, but we're talking about worldwide here, you know? So 10,000 pressings sounds like, oh, well, that should be easy to get. Yeah, well, not when it's distributed globally (laughs) you know yeah exactly exactly so there's that that was the main thing that caught my eye the second main thing that caught my eye was elenium fallen embers deluxe and that was limited to three thousand pressings and the reason why i needed to get my hands on this for those who don't know who elenium is he's an edm musician he's a music producer he's incredible live shout out to my girlfriend for getting me into his music. I first heard of him back in 2019 or 2018, maybe, because which still stands today, my favorite song of all time by him is Lost. And that came out, I believe, in 2017. So that was my first taste of Millennium. Then in 2019, he came out with a record and John Bellion was on one of the lead singles, Good Things Fall Apart. I got to see it live with Chris because on the John Bellion end because we saw John Bellion that year in concert so shout out to Chris I got tickets for his birthday and we went to go and we saw that live so that really wrote me in too 
And then I started listening to his music more and more because that's my girlfriend's favorite artist of all time. So with that being said, the reason why I need to get my hands on it, not only for for her and I to listen to, but because this was the first time this was ever pressed. The record Fallen Embers came out in 2021, I believe, but that was at the height of everything being backed up at Pressing Plants, which we discussed here on the podcast. If you haven't listened to that episode, please go check that episode out. We talk about Jack White. We talk about the reason why everything was being backed up and the high demand of everybody trying to get their music pressed and COVID and the pandemic and the whole nine. So it was during that time. So it ended up not only being backed up, but then I guess the run got canceled. He's released new music since then. His self-titled album came out earlier this year and that got pressed right away and there's pressings out there. So basically all of his other albums have been pressed but this album so he waited for record store day black friday to make it exclusive and that was limited to 3,000 copies so once it's gone people that's it it's gone so i needed to get my hands on that that was a need and the last thing anybody that knows me knows that little wayne is my favorite rapper of all time little wayne always does record store day releases which i love him for even more if possible because he is big on the movement of supporting independent record stores so usually when he comes out with vinyl releases he does it in a way where it will come out either on the main day in april or on the black friday so for this time around he dropped i am music which is basically a career spanning album and it's it's a double lp actually and it was limited to five thousand copies so i needed to get my hands on that record so with all that being said eric let's talk about our day and our experience together we started the day out at mr cheapo's the miniola location which i believe is the original location yes that's our very first love 1000 percent. so let's talk about that so we get there we meet there we get online we're not in front of the line we're not the first people on the line but we're definitely not the last either because there were quite some people coming in after us mm-hmm. yeah And what I appreciated was that even though they were only letting a few people in at a time, the line actually moved pretty quickly because people usually knew like what they were there for. So they were in and out fairly quickly. And we were there within what, like 10 minutes. Yeah, which was great because they had a really good system there. They had people coming in together, whoever you came with or if you came by yourself. And people, obviously, like us, they were there with a mission in mind. (laughs) They weren't there just to browse, you know, everybody had a mission in mind. So the line went fairly quick in terms of getting in there. And once we were in there, Eric, what were things that you saw there? And did you end up grabbing anything from there? Well, as you had said previously, I was being very conservative. So I did see the Zarface album that I had spoken about before, that was a priority. Uh, I failed to mention the name of it before. It's called Zartificial Intelligence. And it's the quote-unquote stole the ball edition because the Record Store Day version of the album has a has a variant album cover where you see the hip-hop group's mascot playing basketball with other characters. And so It's awesome. It is. It's called Soul the Ball Edition because the record itself is orange, like a basketball. Um, but anyway, I saw that in 
in the stack of new releases, but because I was being conservative, I was like, let me not get this here. Let me go to the other stores and see if I can get it at a lower price or if I can get something else, you know? Yeah, which is definitely a gamble because you just never know yeah. what you're going to find, what you're going to get. But also strategically could work in your favor because as to your point, going to different stores, these records aren't one flat rate. Each store has the records priced differently. Granted, they do have a range where you can go online and see for around what price, just so you have an idea to create a budget beforehand. Yeah, because you and I were comparing prices between Cheapos and Newberry, and we definitely noticed a, a difference. Yeah. And the other record I was looking for, which was not at Cheapos, was the Screaming Trees record. It's a live in studio performance called Wrong Turn to Jahannam. Live from Egg Studio, 1991. Basically, it's it's kind of like what you said about Little Wayne. It's sort of a career-spanning performance, at least up until that point, which was 1991. They hadn't released their final albums just yet. It had a lot of their songs from their very early days, from the 80s. And that stuff is what tends to be my favorite stuff from The Screaming Trees. So that's why it was a no-brainer, because you're lucky if you can find them on YouTube. So the fact that I could have something physical that captured their performances live was uh, was an absolute must-have for me. But unfortunately, it wasn't there at Cheapos. So that was a little bit of a letdown, but not too much because I knew we'd be going to other places. I think that it probably went by the time we got in there, believe it or not. Yeah, definitely. I think definitely. that was one of, either, one of the many sought-after pressings of the day. You're not kidding. I, either that or it probably never made it because sometimes that's also the case. Sometimes they just never get... Uh, a certain item because it's so popular so for me going into cheapos when we finally got in there you and i i was on the hunt for those three main records and olivia too but mostly those three records and i got a copy of wayne's record i am music and i got a copy of lincoln park the lost demos i was able to snag the last copy of each so I was very mm -hmm. over the moon about that because that was just our first stop of the day and I was already, you know, two for three for pressings that I wanted to get. I almost left the Wayne record behind because it was the priciest out of the three records that I got. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I knew that if I left it behind that I was going to regret it. Yeah, and I had, I had to be the one to tell her, don't do it. <laughs> as always eric <laughs> was giving me that nudge of i don't know are you sure about this because you never know but i'm glad not only am i glad that i pulled the trigger and got it because that's another thing that's incredibly annoying once these records are gone they're gone which is the point yes but then you look online for them and People are just, those scalpers and flippers are just unbelievable. When you look at the standard prices, yeah, when you look at the standard prices, just like with concert tickets, you look at the standard price and then you look at what these people are reselling these records for and it just really makes you incredibly furious if you're not able I to know. get your hands on these records. The actual fans... Who are dying to get their hands on these pressings and then you have people that solely just go and get what's the most sought out for just to flip the records and make some easy money so i knew that 
if I would have let it go, I would have wanted to get it later on. And the prices, I looked it up because I was curious, they're astronomical. They're nowhere near what I paid for the record. So I'm glad I pulled the trigger. And not only am I glad I pulled the trigger, I'm glad I bought it at cheapos instead of later on throughout the day because all the other record stores that we went to later on the day, I did see pressings there of it, but they were all more expensive than what I paid at cheapos. So shout out to cheapos (laughs) for that. Really appreciate that. And I walked out with Linkin Park, which as I grabbed the last copy, there was somebody in there looking for that copy. And I had to be the guy to be like, sorry, man. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, there was that guy that was just a little too late to get his hands on it. And much to his chagrin, you were able to, you were already at the counter. Yeah, I was already checking out at that point. I mean, that's how it is. That's that's exactly how record store day is. Yeah, that's that's the thrill of it, you know, just like getting there, possibly finding what you want, possibly not. But, you know, that's that's the nature of it. And but the cool thing about, you know, people like you and me is that even if we don't get our number one on our list, there's always something there that we're inevitably going to walk out with. So that was the experience at Cheapos. Then after Cheapos, we headed to the mall. We went to Roosevelt Field and we went to Newberry Comics, which I haven't been to in quite some time. I love that place. Yeah, me too. It has everything. Records, clothes, action figures, books. Of course, they participated in Record Store Day and they had everything in a separate section. So they had a separate section towards the front. They had a separate section towards the back and they had a little mini section on the side. And if you didn't pay attention, because trust me, Eric and I did a deep, deep dive. And when I mean deep dive, I mean we took our sweet time. We went down every single aisle, (laughs) skimmed through every single record, both on the list and just in general of what they had there and i'm glad that we did that and i'm glad that we did that for two reasons number one the record store day material flew just to give you guys an idea we walked into the store and they had all those sections that i just mentioned by the time we walked out of the store the front section when we first walked in it was completely gone wiped out Mm -hmm. so when you go out to collect these things you have to go early it's first come first serve that's it They can't hold anything for you. You have to be there ready to go because before you know it, whatever you want is gone. Yeah. And I actually had mentioned to Lisa, like before we even left Cheapos, that Newberry is a cool backup option if you don't find what you're looking for at Cheapos because at least prior to the pandemic, I had felt like record collectors hadn't really caught wind of Newberry Comics participating. At record store day so for a while i thought that if you couldn't find something at cheapos you could always find it at newberry but it looks like throughout the years <laughs> the word was spread like, <laughs> yeah it looks like they it looks like that wasn't so much an if you know you know kind of situation anymore and so when we went there i mean we were both shocked like you said that a bunch of stuff was just nowhere to be found As we're skimming through, I was able to get my hands on the Elenium record, which they only had a few copies. I was able to grab it. Like I said, when we walked in, things were set up a certain way. By the time we walked out, everything was wiped out, essentially. But the second reason why I'm glad that we really skimmed through everything and really took our time there is because that little side section is where I found 
the Screaming Trees record for you because initially yep. it was yep. in one of the main sections, but then it was gone. And then yeah, Eric yeah. thought that that was going to be it for that store at least. And I was able to comb through and find it in that little side section. So if you weren't paying attention, you would just walk right past it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So first of all, thank you for that. Thank you for coming through for me in that way. Of course. Of course. We got to look out for each other. Of course. Of course. Yeah, exactly. I convinced you to get Little Wayne and you helped me find the Screaming Trees. So Hell it's, yeah. it's even. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like It originally was in the Record Store Day 2023 section. But then I don't know what happened. I don't know if someone picked it up, but then, you know, changed their mind and they put it somewhere else where it shouldn't have been. But um, yeah, they put it in the Record Store Day 2022 section, which is where you found it. They put it in the in the pile from previous Record Store Day releases. In that pile, it was actually half of this year and half of last year, which was pretty cool. Yes, yeah, so it's previous releases from the past two, three years that were in there. And I guess somebody decided to put it there when they decided they didn't want it anymore. Or maybe one of the employees put it there because I, I did see employees, you know, switching things back and forth. So, yeah. Do you remember just how many people were in the aisles, like right along with us? Like, oh, yeah. It was crazy. That's how I felt, squeezing myself through these aisles. And I was taking my time because I didn't want to miss out on anything. The thing I love about Newberry specifically when it comes to record store day and just in general, just any day, is they have their own variants. They have special Newberry editions of pressings where you can only get them at Newberry. And it's amazing because they have really beautiful variants yeah, and yeah. really limited variants because it's a Newberry exclusive. Yeah, that's one thing I love about Newberry. Not only the fact that they have everything, like I said, but they definitely go all out with their specific pressings for for new albums, old albums. They do an amazing job. It almost brought tears to my eyes to see how many people, specifically young people, were just combing through the records, you know? Because it's just such a, in, in my opinion, and I'm sure in your opinion as well, it's such a cool way to listen to music. And, you know, obviously you and I grew up with these things. We know that our parents' generations also grew up with them. And, yeah, you know, you and I could never have fathomed how popular this would be again one day. So the fact that it was full to the brim and, you know, it was all people our ages and younger just browsing yeah. through everything. It was just such a cool feeling. Incredible. It really was incredible. And when they say vinyl resurgence, they mean it. <laughs> the amount of people that came out and to your point, the younger generations, people our age as well, and of course, older people, it just really put such a smile on my face to see that. Yeah, me too. Physical media being dominant once again, but also just the fact that this could be the gateway for some people to really get them into collecting or just to listening to vinyl in general. So it's really cool to see. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's plus it's record store day. That's that's the beauty of it. Like the fact that people are coming together for the love of the record. It's, it's not just simply about the cool, exclusive stuff on a list. It's the fact that people genuinely do love this format of music. And for anybody who probably thought that this was a fad and that it would be gone in like a year or two. It's not going well, anywhere. <laughs> nope. <laughs> if anything, it's just getting increasingly more popular. Exactly, exactly. 
which I love. Yeah, and I hope that it's around for many more decades, man. So then we decided to head over to Vinyl Bay 777. Now, this was the very first time that either of us have been to this record store. So we wanted to see what was nearby and we wanted to try something new from what we normally do. And let me tell you, walking into this place, even just from the outside, even just parking outside, the art mural that they have out there with all these different musicians and all these different genres mashed together, I knew even before walking in the place that it was going to be insanely good. But then when we first walked in, literally my mind was blown. My breath was taken away. (laughs) I mean, I don't know about you, but I couldn't believe how cool that store was both on the outside and the inside. Yeah, for real, because like it kind of feels like one of those hole in the wall places where if you're not specifically looking for it, you'll miss it. Oh, totally. We had to GPS it because it was off the beaten path. Yeah, yeah. Like if you were just passing through the area, something that you would never stumble upon. And you're right in that it was off the beaten path because it was in this like, I don't want to call it an industrial area, but it was surrounded by a bunch of like offices and factories and things like that. And so it was really crazy that a record store would be located there out of all places. But yeah, when we went inside, it's it was just instruments on the walls, records and frames, posters, sign memorabilia. Yeah, exactly. It was it was just so cool. It was such a cool place to go to. And, uh, you know, you kind of ask yourself, why aren't more record stores like this? You know, the second after walking in, I turned to Eric and I go, we're definitely coming back here. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely are. Now, full (laughs) disclosure, before we continue our, our, you know, telling of this little story. This is one of the places that actually did not participate in Record Store Day. We, you know, out of curiosity, we just decided to go to the lady who was in charge of of running everything. And she said that, unfortunately, they didn't participate. But that made no difference because there was so many amazing things there that you could find. Like, I'm telling you, we stayed here just about as long as we did at Newberry, just combing through everything. We didn't know ahead of time that they didn't participate, but at that point, it didn't even matter because we wanted to spice things up. We wanted to try something new. Zero regrets because I definitely want to go back there with you on a regular day and just continue Mm -hmm. combing through to see what we could find because they had such an extensive collection of all different genres all different grades of vinyl too, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they tell you like what condition it's in. Yeah, and just all the stuff that they had hanging on the walls. It was like a mini museum. Yeah, yeah. For people interested in music where they had signed memorabilia, they had leather jackets, they had instruments up there, they had plaques, they had different sections of course of genre and then according to the section they would have the memorabilia that coincides with that section so it's called vinyl bay 777 if you're on long island or from new york in general and want to make the trip totally worth making the trip just to check this place out and you never know like i said you'll never know what you can find unless you go yeah i'm telling you there were 
there were a bunch of classics, of course, a bunch of classic albums from classic bands. They have cassettes, they have CDs, they have records. They had box sets. They even had some imports from different countries, which is amazing. They even had a section where they had concert merch. So let's yeah, say... Yeah, t-shirts, right? Yeah, which I thought was really cool. They had t-shirts, they had jackets, hoodies, they had hats. I thought this was really cool. Let's just say you weren't able to make... A concert that's really notable. I think there was stuff from like a Logic concert, little Uzi Vert concert. There might have been some Kiss stuff. There was quite a few things that if you couldn't make the show, they had the concert merch there that you could buy. So obviously not so as good cool. as going to the show, but it's a really good option because some of this stuff people are selling online for crazy amounts. I checked the prices and it was pretty decent, all things yeah. considered. So I thought that was a really cool thing because that's not something that you see at every record store. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And especially if it's something that's like been sold out for years, possibly. Yeah, the whole, the whole store was just truly quite an unforgettable experience, you know. And I'm telling you, like, we've just browsed through absolutely everything. We took our time and it's just so cool that like you said i definitely want to go back there just to have a second run through everything because there's so much to take in all at once you're just like you know one time isn't enough to just really appreciate what this uh, store has to offer did you make out with anything at that store i really didn't think i was going to but like i said because we browsed through everything i found a hidden gem that i thought was pretty cool now i'm not one for compilation albums very much but I did get this compilation album called Metallurgy, where it's basically a collection of singles from new wave of British heavy metal bands. They're bands that, you know, either released like a few singles or like maybe one album and then were never heard from again, or they are bands who would eventually, you know, get more famous later on, but whose early material is featured on here. So I thought that was really cool because like a, like I'd mentioned before, it's a UK import and I knew some of the bands on here that, uh, you know, I haven't really been able to find anywhere else, either on streaming or on YouTube. So for me, it was a no brainer to walk away with this one. I love that. Yeah, I love that yeah. you were able to not only find that, but that you ended up walking away with it. And I, what's funny is that I almost didn't, if you can believe that. At that point, I'd already spent a decent amount at Newberry. I was like, do I really want to do this? And I considered leaving it, but then if you remember, there was another guy in there browsing through everything. Yeah. And when I went back for it, for a minute I panicked because I'm like, no, what are the chances this guy picked up that specific record? But <laughs> Eric's like, I can't take that chance. <laughs> exactly. So that's why I figured, you know what? This is rare enough as it is. You know, if I leave it and some other metalhead comes along and picks it up just by pure chance, I'm going to regret it. And I really don't feel like paying a steep price for it online. So I think I made the right choice. I think you did too. To go back and get it. So then after Vinyl Bay, to round out our day, we saved arguably the best for last. I say arguably because it is the number one record store on Long Island. I mean, for good reason. That record store is Looney Tunes. What's cool mm -hmm. about Looney Tunes is they had everything for Record Store Day very clear and apparent of where you can find everything. 
the sections throughout the store coincided with the genre and it just made sense it made a lot of sense it made it easy for people looking for something specific so that i really appreciated it was cool that we got to go there because number one we haven't been there in years the last time we were there was pre-pandemic yeah it's legitimately been years and also we know for a fact that they participate they're the number one record store on long island if you're going to go out on record store day and you live in new york this is the place to go it's a must i feel like you can't have a full experience without heading here and the reason why it's so cool and what makes it number one they do live shows there which to me that's what separates it from all the other record stores is they do live shows there they do signings there and meet and greets there yep yep a couple of days ago, I found out that Buster Rhymes had a signing for his new album, which I yeah. thought was mind-blowing. I saw I, that. I'm so upset that I didn't know about that. I would have loved to have, you know, gone over there because, I mean, come on, he's an icon. Of course. And it just would have been so cool to, like, meet him. And that line was long. I mean, they posted pictures. People were waiting there. Like, you know, it was dark when people were waiting there. And... I can't even imagine what that must have been like, but I did have the pleasure of seeing a small acoustic set by Taking Back Sunday, one of your favorite bands. Yes, Taking Back Sunday, one of my favorite bands of all time. They recently just played there again because they came out with a new record on October 27th called 152. And then to coincide with that release, they were there a couple of weeks ago for a live performance and for, I believe... Uh, signing as well of their new record so really cool I saw a lot of pictures of it online and I really wish as you wish to go to Busta Rhymes I wish that I could have been there for the Taking Back Sunday show I keep missing the times that they're there what makes it even more special is they're a Long Island based band so they Mm -hmm. represent Long Island and also the day that they did the performance the in-store performance and the signing happened to be the bassist's birthday so they sang happy birthday to him that he had a cake i believe he had his family there and then they did what they usually do with everything else but it was just a really special way to see them and to be able to meet them so shout out to looney tunes for doing things like that they just go above and beyond for yeah they do their community and Mm -hmm. i love that place i really do and what I love is that they kind of like cheapos. They also run a tight ship in regards to making sure everything is organized and that there's no chaos. Like when I went to the acoustic show for Taking Back Sunday with our buddy Tom, everything was super organized and everybody was able to, you know, stand somewhere in order to see the band. And then all of us were able to go up and just kind of shake everybody's hand and then take photos with them and get some signed stuff got some stuff signed. It it was just really awesome. I, I love the way they organize everything. And I love that they, like you said, go above and beyond to really keep their customers happy. Yeah, I love Looney Tunes. Shout out to them. I mean, if you haven't been there before and you live anywhere near or in New York, you have to go. It's a must stop if you're a record collector or just a music lover in general. They have records, CDs, cassettes they have merchandise in the store that you can buy to represent they have record players that you can buy it's just it's such a cool experience to go in there and 
just see everything that they have going on because they always have something going on. They always have signings and exclusive stuff and performances. So you have to be on the lookout. Follow them on social so you can be on top of who may or may not be performing there or signing copies. They get a lot of signed stuff. They've had signed Taylor Swift merchandise before, which is pretty awesome. A lot of band stuff, no matter what genre yeah, you're into. Yeah. A lot of rappers as well. So like I said, they really go above and beyond for the community. And mm -hmm. I just love that place. So I'm glad that we got to go this year. And it felt good to be yeah. in there again after being away for so long. For real. And just two quick things I'd like to add. The first is that I was I didn't think I was going to walk away with anything, but I did. And I really lucked out because as I was browsing through everything, I saw this record called Automata, I believe it's called, by Between the Buried and Me. But what I didn't know was that it was actually two albums in one, which is really cool. It was uh, the first album called Automata and then the sequel to that, which was called Automata 2. And it was like a 15th anniversary pressing where they decided to just bundle them in one package. So I thought that that was a crazy find and I just had to walk away with that. And as for the other thing, what I love about this specific store is that sometimes they do really cool things. Like, for example, sometimes they give you stuff for free. Like, I know that happened with me the first time I went there, which was probably back in 2015, which is insane to say out loud. Um, at the time, one of my favorite bands called The Sword was about to release their album called High Country, and they had a promotional single that I really wanted. And the guy at the counter actually gave it to me for free, which was insane to me. And it was just so cool that, you know, there were a bunch of copies. You didn't have to do that. But for some reason, he did. I love that. And yeah, and I love when independent record stores do that for their customers. You know, I, you know, you and I have been through it at cheapos you know they'll you'll go up there you'll buy a record or a cd and then they'll say if you want you can have this special edition for just like five dollars more you know yeah especially if you're a loyal customer there if you make friends and they begin to know who you are then by the time you go to check out they're always throwing some extra stuff in your bag whether it be stickers or pins or just really cool things that they know that you'd be interested in yeah and let's not forget about the punch cards which is also really cool you know they'll they'll give you a card and for every purchase or for every couple purchases you make they'll punch the card and then when it's full you get like 15 dollars off your next purchase or you get to walk away with something for free basically as long as it's like 15 dollars or less so that's what I love about independent record stores, that you literally get to have a relationship with them, you know, yeah. when you get to know them and you get to be friends with them in comparison to chains where that doesn't exist, you know? Right, totally. And before leaving Looney Tunes, which I thought that I was going to leave Looney Tunes empty-handed, to be honest with you, because as I said before, I was lucky earlier in the day to grab everything that I wanted to grab, everything that was on my list. But Eric surprised me at the very end, which I really appreciate. He surprised me with the 1975 debut record, which I was so happy about because 
first of all, I needed that in my collection. I did see it myself. It was the clear version. It was really cool. I had it in my hands, but I put it back because I specifically went out that day with a mission, with a budget, so I was trying to be good. I put it back, had no idea that he grabbed it. He ended up grabbing it as I was looking around the store at other things, and he surprised me with it. So first of all, I want to say thank you, Eric. I really appreciate you doing that. And second of all, it's really cool that I was able to walk away even, you know, unbeknownst to me with a record from Looney Tunes. First of all, no problem. You're one of my best friends and the plan always was to get you something. I just needed to know what it would be. And, you know, I unfortunately I couldn't really find something that I really thought I wanted to get you at the other stores, but thankfully, you know, you helped out in that regard by basically pinpointing me to the correct one. So thank you for helping me get you something. And yeah, I figured Looney Tunes is usually like so far out of our way that like, you know, I figured if, if we do come back to this place, it won't be for a while. Yeah, yeah. So I figured, so I figured, let me just take the chance and get this now because again, who knows if it'll still be there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, you know, as far as I know, it's not something that, uh, that I've seen too commonly at a Newberry and definitely not at Cheapos. Yeah. So I figured, so I figured, you know what, I'll just get it now. It'll be way better than having to get this online and I'll have achieved my other mission for today, which was to get you something. It was such a nice surprise. I was completely surprised. I really was. Yeah. And I was just happy that you were able to join me for record store day for the first time in years and that it finally happened on black Friday, no less. Yeah, it felt so good to be able to do that because, as I said before, we haven't been to a record store day together since pre-pandemic, which has been years at this point. So it felt good mm -hmm. to just get back out there, to celebrate, to do it together, and to be on the hunt. And all in all, it was such a blast. I had such a great time with you, Eric. We made out very well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I just can't wait for next year. It just got me, it reignited my love of record collecting and why I started in the first place. And it felt so good to come home and to play those records and to, you know, unwrap everything and look how beautiful each record is because I love the colored variants. So to get the records that I wanted to get it just it felt extra special to be able to do it with you and make a day out of it was incredible exactly just that's exactly what the whole point is about to just express your love for the record what it means to you and most importantly to have fun and if you're able to go with other people then all the better give back to the stores that give so much to you and with that being said thank you guys so much for listening we are back you guys and better than ever we have a lot of episodes left to round out the end of 2023 i cannot believe we are in december already eric but we still have a few episodes to bang out before the year ends and make sure that you check out our next episode especially because we are going to be celebrating the hundredth you heard that correctly, the 100th episode of the Music Matters Media Podcast. And what better way to do that 
then to review the comeback album of Blink-182's One More Time with Tom's big return. We are going to be reviewing that album next on our 100th episode, so I know you guys are definitely not going to want to miss that. So make sure you head on over to our website at musicmattersmedia.com to stay tuned, and we'll see you in the next one.